What's up, guys? This is the TGT Podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking about the latest in tech that's been going on in the past month. Um, we have Rob here. So wait for the camera. Rob Centeno. We have Nate, just a blue pixelated icon here. Um, <laughs> he speaks, though. Sometimes. <laughs> so the first, uh, the first thing we're going to be talking about is the AMD Radeon 480X benchmarks. Um... So yeah, um, how do you guys feel about AMD's new cards? I, I've always liked AMD, uh, but what was it that uh, you had said some pretty interesting things to me yesterday about uh, comparing it to the Titan X, the performance of the 480? Well, as Nate just said before, it's Crossfire, so I kind of looked at it wrong. But if you oh, think about I it, if AMD prices these more like how they price the 280s and the 380s, Getting two yeah. of them is going to be simple. So cross-firing them would be really easy, and you it's can get crazy. Probably below, what, how much is the, the 1080 going for again? Like the 1080 is about 550, 600. Okay, so, yeah, you could get, considering the, like, the, the 490s are probably going to be in, like, the $350 range. Maybe yeah. 400. Right. And what do you guys think about, like, AMD performance versus like what nvidia has like specifically specifically with the 1080 <clears throat> i mean hmm. uh, it, it's pretty good i mean for the prices they're going to be charging for them you really can't beat and most people are not going to need that huge performance right so unless you're running like four uh, three 4k screens you can only do two with crossfire with the 1080 supposedly you can only do two. Yeah. You can't do you more than two. two. Way, so yeah. there. And people don't realize, even if you get two really high-end cards or one high-end card, it's not the card. It's also whatever you're using it for. If the games you're running or the programs you're running, don't take advantage of it. What's the point? Right. It's yeah. like having a horrible transmission in a, in a car that has 1,000 horsepower. <laughs> it's Let's start talking about this yeah. new. And, and this I have new... to say, like uh, again, um, like I said in our first discussion, I'm not a fanboy, but I've always had great experience with um, AMD cards in, in in general. I'm just, I guess, I'm the lucky guy who's had good experience with both. I've never had a real bad experience except with driver crashes and whatnot. But that's expected, right? Yeah. Um, heat, which is also expected with high end cards, but I've never really had a big issue with either one. As long as that is okay. Alright, fanboys. What about you, Lewis? <laughs> I mean, I've never really had issues. I've only had one card that died on me, and that was because Lewis? I was Bitcoin mining. Did he die? Oh crap, I'm here. Sorry guys. <laughs> I've had I've had like my mic was muted the entire time, but I've had one card die on me and that was because I was Bitcoin mining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was an idiot back then, and I let it run for like three days, and it just killed my card. <laughs> but like, uh, next topic, we're gonna talk about the PS4 Neo. Like, what are you guys' opinion on this? Like, is it legit? Um, um where is the? Is that the one that's supposed to do 4K or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll send you the article right now so you can take a look at <laughs> that's it. Funny. Okay, so it'll be able to do upscaling to 4K. It's definitely not going to be able to run 4K. Considering for you to play games on 4K, you definitely need something better than 
like you need a four hundred dollar card. Not to mention a uh, thirty FPS. Anybody? <laughs> so what it's gonna do most likely is take ten eighty and upscale it to four K. No, I think and... they're saying that it's like some certain games that say like Neo on them are gonna be legit four K, but it's only gonna be thirty FPS, and the so textures are probably point? gonna be shit anyways. So, so what's the point? I'd rather have four K forty at sixty or ten eighty at sixty than four K at thirty. Of course, like... of course. I mean. Some of the peasantry might be okay with that uh, motion blur to cover up the lack of half of the frames, but I cannot. But it, it's not the other thing that's an issue with me on this is like, what about the people who bought a regular PS4? Are they just going to be shitted on because they can't play the new Neo games? <laughs> so it's not as though there's an update. You would have to buy a new PS4. Yeah, it, it, it has a yeah it's a whole. Upgrade like the, the whole thing is a whole new console. Yeah, that is crazy, man. In other words, fuck you for buying our four hundred dollar console. Give <laughs> another four hundred dollar console. All right, that will do. I mean, maybe it would be nice if they came out with some kind of a program where you could. Uh... It's hardware. It's not software. It's hardware. Um... No, 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 no. I mean that you send back the old machine or something like that, and you can get a discount on you. <laughs> I mean, I think what they can do is when you buy a game that is made for 4K, it just probably t- turns it down to 1080. And like, I, I doubt it's gonna do that. Um, yeah, they're not gonna because look, what's the point of them selling the game? Because the the point of selling their 4K Neo games is for you to buy the 4K Neo. And if it can go backwards, what's the point of buying the new console? Because I can just play it on my 1080. 900p or whatever. I feel like at this point, game companies should just make like a client on PC and port all their games because this shit is ridiculous. It's like, right? It's like, oh, <laughs> hey, I want to play this new game that came out. Oh, uh, uh, I don't, I don't have to buy a whole new computer. I haven't had to buy new parts in quite some time just because I bought new parts because I felt like it because I can. But also, what the hell is that in the background? That, I don't know. Anyways, uh. Yeah, and the console's like, hey, um, I know you just bought our console, like, a few years ago, and all of those games for it, which, by the way, you can't play anywhere else except for on our console, um, but here's a new console, and it's supposed to be better, but it only really does the better stuff with the new games that are made specifically for it, so if you bought the old one, fuck you. <laughs> so not even the games will work on the new console. Well, he's what he's talking about is probably the new games that are coming out. They're not going to work with the old ones. Yeah, it's not going to be compatible. Like, and also, I don't know. It depends on how dickish they are. They might not let backup compatibility work again. That's a dick move. That would be They've ridiculous. Man. They've done it before. That's a dick move. <laughs> Yeah, but regardless, we're gonna get flooded with you know the fanboys and who's gonna want to stab us and find oh, out. Oh yeah, of course, of course, of course. But it's okay. We are protected from such peasantry. <laughs> my AMD cards get so hot they wouldn't be able to withstand the the heat in my house. So it's all good. <laughs> I, I could just I could just push my tower over onto them. It'll just kill them. <laughs> now, guys, this is an article that I didn't really read that much because i was just sent to me but rob you sent me this one about stores closing what is that all about so uh, a few years ago best buy had to close uh, 120 stores and um to make a long story short what's been happening not just best buy but 
uh, computer retail in general is, is people are going to the stores just to play with the electronics and then they go to Amazon and actually buy the products. And um, yeah, and it's, it's sad. And I was reading a lot about why, you know, what was going on. And a lot of it has to do with how the employees are, it's just a combination of poor hiring skills or the employees aren't properly trained. Um, they're not hiring the right people. So customers are not getting their questions answered or the service that they expect. And so people get fed up and they just, you know, do their research on the internet, play with the toys at the store and then buy it on Amazon. And that, I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, I mean, to be honest, that, I've been guilty of that as well. I've gone into a store and like, I well, no, that's understandable because if you can't go get an answer, it, it just kind of doesn't make sense to it. it I, I, I would, yeah, I would probably I do the same. Better support, like better answers on random message boards in between all the insults of my um, <laughs> familial heritage and sexual orientation. Um, <laughs> in between all of those, sometimes in there is mixed in actual answers, which is still better than what I would get in most of the stores. I mean, yeah. we, we've all worked in retail, so we know how it yeah. is. And I mean, Micro Center, not really. Their workers sort of know what they're talking about when it comes to tech. When it comes to Best Buy, I can say, hmm. <laughs> I, I, I told this story before. I probably told you guys. Um, the time when I went to go for a NAS adapter because I was too lazy and I feel like going all the way up to Yonkers to pick one up. So I went to Best Buy, which was like 10 minutes away from my house. So I go in. Like, ask the guy, hey, you guys got NAS adapters. It's literally a uh, USB external hard drive to Ethernet adapter. Um, before they had the pies and all that. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, hold on. Let me look it up for you. Does, you know, the bat on his thing. Um, and then it shows me a laptop charger. I'm like, a, a, a laptop? laptop? Yeah, a laptop charger. Like this, only thing this shares is adapter, which would literally mean almost everything in existence. So, yeah, that that was helpful, man. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like I, I remember that um, I actually had a conversation with Charmaine, um, who ha you know, who's for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about out there, uh, the director of human resources for Micro Center um, in the New York, New Jersey area. And I was telling her oh, that I'm a, I'm a little concerned um, about the way that the company goes about hiring people. Because when you get hired from Micro Center, there's this whole training on making sure you hire the right people and all that kind of stuff. And um, the company, it's, at least the store that we were at, seemed like they were just strictly going to like 17 and 18 year old um, new employees, you know, people who didn't really have the experience necessary to answer the questions or make customers feel as though, you know, the store knew what they were talking about. And um, it, it could really make her like, especially you guys who are really knowledgeable when you go into a store and you ask somebody, you know, can I get a USB three cable? And they look at you like, what? Um, you know, it's kind of ridiculous. But her her response to me was really surprising. And her response to me was, is that, well, this is retail and that's just how it is. 
And um, I was telling Lewis that, you know, they're adopting the same exact culture from every other retail store that no longer exists. And they say that they're they're the the best computer company in the world. And um, what was it like? Other like they're trying to say that they're special, and they're unique, but they're doing the same thing everybody else is doing, and they all failed. Right, right. And so, like right now, Micro Center is you know profitable. They're doing all right as as a whole as a company, but so were all the other computer companies when they, you know, when they were in their prime. And, um, you know, by following the same path of not really having knowledgeable people, not really focusing on hiring the right people, having bullshit managers who make horrible decisions, it's like the, they're giving, the workers <clears throat> for the result. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're giving themselves a finite date. So maybe they'll be around for the next 10 years, but they're not going to continue to be the best because someone else is going to get frustrated like we did and they're just going to start their own company and they're going to completely destroy micro center dude so now, uh, i have a quick question do you think best buy is going to be hip to it later on and actually f figure out why people aren't going to the stores and actually train their their employees i mean eventually, they have really no choice they either do or they don't if they don't they're screwed if they do they might be able to gain some face back and come back up. But, yeah, I mean, think about this. You say Best Buy. Everybody knows Best Buy for good or bad, mostly bad, but they still know <laughs> what it is. It, you can find one easily. You say, hey, where's the nearest Best Buy? Somebody will point you in the direction. You say, um, if you're in the West Coast, right? yeah, West Coast, you say Fries or something like that. They'll know what it is. You come here and you say Micro Center, and they're like, what? I've had to take cabs and they don't know where the hell to, like GPS doesn't know where it is. So if combined with the fact that people have a hard time finding the place, along with the fact that they did a major purge to get rid of anybody who knew anything and then they hired people who don't know anything, it's just stacking one thing on top of another that's eventually just going to pop over and they're just going to be screwed to Damn. the point where they can't come back. Yeah. yeah. And another thing to, um, there's a story about, a, I can actually send you the link. It's actually, even though it's not computer related, for, as far as business goes, it's actually a really good story. And uh, it's about this guy uh, named Bobby Fry, who opened the first restaurant where he did not allow tip to be paid to his employees. So instead, he paid every single employee a base salary of $35,000, including waiters and everything gave them paid vacation, allowed them to buy shares in the company, and gave them all holidays and all the normal days off. And it skyrocketed his profit by like 40% in the restaurant, which to most people in that industry makes absolutely no sense because now he's dishing out all this money to all his employees. But the point of the story is, is that when you treat your workers like like human beings and you give them a future, like you give them something to work toward, it completely changes people's mindsets about how they view their job and how hard they'll push themselves to work. Um, and it's, it's actually a really, really good story. <clears throat> and I feel that way about the, the retail industry. Like everybody wants to save money and cut corners 
like Best Buy and Micro Center, um, and they think that they're they're going to be okay by you know playing mm-hmm. their paying their employees the minimum, but or at the end, minimum. yeah, but at the end of the day, they're actually really kind of tightening the rope around their own necks year after year um, by, again, adopting the same culture that destroyed every other computer retail store that existed before. So uh, what do you guys think? That's absolutely right. I mean, uh, if you don't have happy workers, you're not going to get happy work. Like, you're not so going to get good yeah, work. If you're hiring people and you treat them like shit and then you pay them like shit and their prospects are shit, they're not going to give a shit. Because you already gave them enough shit. So they're not going to give any of their own shit. Um, you don't want people to you want people to look out for your store, like, for example, loss prevention. Yeah. Actually have your employees happy. If your employees hate you, right, they're not going to make it blatantly obvious because those are the ones who are usually fired first. But most of them will try not to notice things. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm moving all these boxes. I, And then somebody's taking something two aisles down. And then when you ask them, like, well, I was moving all these things. You told me to do this, right? So I was yeah. doing this. Or when they spread their employees so thin that they're doing four different jobs, none of which they're trained for. And that leads to things like finding expensive items and boxes full of non-expensive items. And <laughs> then a, a customer just comes by like, oh, is this clearance? Or whatever they think the boxes are. They look right. at it and like, oh, look, there's a processor in these fans or there's RAM in these whatever um, <laughs> cables, whatever, tubes, whatever. Right. And right. They, they're going to take them. And then you wonder why you're losing stuff. It's because you're having people who aren't trained to do their jobs doing other jobs that they're not even trained for either. See, yeah. that's the thing, though. Best Buy actually pays people to do the stock and everything. The, the people right. who ring you up and the people who help you on the sh- in the aisles, they're not the people that actually do the inventory or face or do any of that. Best right. Buy actually yeah. hires separate people that come in in the morning without uniform. They'll just have black shirts and black pants. You wouldn't even notice them. And they do the inventory. And that's how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to have somebody who stocks and cleans and whatnot. And then you have people who do sales. When you have your sales doing the stocking as well, how can they sell if they're stocking? Right. Yeah, I feel like a lot of companies focus on, well, how can we save money today? How can we save money this year? You know, instead of instead of the mindset of how can we actually stay in existence and outlive everyone else who's failed before us? So, you know, yeah, you spend extra money to hire a team, but when you stop shrink, when you can accurately direct customers and make sure that products go where they're supposed to go, um, in the long run, it makes a huge difference. And about pay, like, like I understand that there are some micro center salespeople. There are like you know a, a handful of salespeople who do really well, but that depends on the area that the store is in, and if you get resellers, and it depends on luck because you have too many workers who do try hard, but they don't get shit. Like, you know, you work for 80 hours and then you get a $400 paycheck. So when you have employees that literally don't see a consistency and they don't see a future for themselves, they're not gonna care. And none of it is gonna matter. So, 
they're going to quit or get themselves fired. And then you hire new people. And before you know it, instead of having a store full of veterans who know how everything operates, now you're full of uh, a store of new people training new people and no one really has a full grasp on what's going on. And the shrink is terrible. Customers don't get help the way that they want to get help. And it's just like this ridiculous chain reaction. When they complain about like, oh, we lost $30,000 this month or $20,000. Like, you know how many people you could have hired to do loss prevention specifically for that much? And you would have still yeah. had money left over? <laughs> Yo, bro, they said, I think they said after you guys had <laughs> left, they said that last year it was $83,000 in shrink that they lost. All right. We could do a separate podcast just about Micro Center, but let's let's continue on with what. Okay. Come on, guys. But the next article is about uh, Microsoft letting um, the latest take with the whole update, forcing you to update stuff. Oh my God, oh. dude! You know how many emergency calls I've had because of that? It is so stupid. I've had so many emergency calls because I do medical IT now. So. Literally, was it two days ago? I had to go to four different offices to try and stop the updates using a GWX control panel. And the ones that did, I had to do a full reinstall of their software, full reinstall of the network, everything. I'm like, oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I get paid hourly, but still, (laughs) still, it's like, what the fuck, Microsoft is. The real issue with this whole thing is. Microsoft sees Windows 10 as a sort of operating system that connects all their other devices. Like this is the first operating system that runs almost the same software as the Xbox One, the Windows Phone. So they're trying to really push Windows 10 on people, even if it means upgrade their shit while they're asleep. Let's do it. Like they just don't understand that people don't want it. I understand the fact of, you know, trying to make that network thing. That, That makes sense. Yeah, I mean it is the Apple way, but <laughs> it, it makes, it, it's the Apple way. But hey, they make money doing it. They know what they're. As much as I don't like the company, they make the money, and that's right. what really matters to them. Same yeah. thing with Microsoft. Microsoft, okay, so if we got our phones, the computers, and consoles running the same or similar enough OSs, that means you know the whole you can play, you can stream your Xbox games on your PC, so you don't have to use a console. You could just be on the computer while you're doing other stuff and play games. That's cool. Uh, integrating everything yeah, it's cool. but when you have an update prompt that says do you want to install Windows 10 and they're, all the buttons are is yes and exit and when you exit <laughs> it considers it yes so how the hell do you say no <laughs> oh my god when you have to go and fight nice job Rob nice job <laughs> you captivated your cameraman um <laughs> When you have to go and hunt down a separate program, which, by the way, is so popular now that... Oh, yeah, anti-spybot. Oh, someone just let off a rocket in my backyard. I don't know if y'all heard that. No. no. Oh, <laughs> shit. I just heard it. It went boom right in the sky. <laughs> fallout. It's, it's fallout time. Um, but <laughs> when the program becomes so popular that when you start typing GW... And it just finishes the sentence, GWX control panel. And it's the first thing that pops up on Google. 
And what about the privacy issues too? Like it, this wouldn't have been a big privacy. deal if it wasn't for all the privacy issues in Windows 10. What privacy? Well, here's the thing though. What people <laughs> have to understand, the reason you have privacy is because you're using a beta product. When Microsoft says, hey, there's this whole new operating system for free. I know we charge normally 100 to $200 for that, but use this one for completely free. Well, like, but not, that's... Not ready to flag you, like... People don't understand. You're not going to get something for free. If you're getting something for free, you're giving up something. Well, yeah, they make they make money off of your statistics and stuff. That's the whole exactly. issue. That's if it. Right, I feel right. like if it wasn't for this, the whole Windows update thing wouldn't have been such a big deal. Well, like it the fact is. that it breaks things, it does break things, and the computers that are lucky enough to get through the update unscathed have programs that don't work. But not only are there other computers that don't finish the update and just get stuck in the boot loop, you mm. have to do a fresh reinstall. The privacy thing, if you don't want your privacy invaded, don't exist because that it just that's how it is now. But <laughs> if you want to mitigate the realize what you're using, you're using a beta product that is gonna call back home and tell them what you're doing on it. And like I, I saw I also took screenshots of your desktop and printed them and sent it to them to see what you're doing on your machine. And I mean, if you're putting it on your product, you wanna know how people are using it. Right, so right. It, it's your... just how it is. And if you don't want them to see what you're doing, don't use Windows 10. <laughs> <laughs> now, and Rob, so what's your thought about this whole issue? You mean about the Windows 10 privacy thing? And the update thing in general, like. Um. Well, the thing is, is that it's unfortunately the way they're going to work things is that you're going to have eventually no choice but to go to Windows 10 anyway. So, and as you pointed out earlier, they're going to just stick with 10 and, um, and that's pretty much it. So um, I guess the way I see it is you might as well just do the 10 update, you know, back up your stuff and just get it over with. Don't do the update. If you're going to do the, the, no, wait, wait, wait. Besides don't do the update, don't do the actual downloaded update. Download the file and put it on an ISO on a flash drive right. or DVD and actually do a reinstall with their OS um, after you back up all your stuff because the, yeah. the jump from 7 to 10, just doing an update, is somewhat broken. And if you try and roll back, it says, I can't go back to, to Windows 7 because there's a file missing or something. It right. I, I do remember hearing about that nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh. For anybody listening, um, if you're not sure how to go about doing that, just make sure you message us or reach out to us because we can guide you on actually downloading the the file, backing up your stuff, and um, you know. You should actually just make a post about that on the Facebook page. We'll have a link to it. Yeah, because it can be a pain in the ass if you want to, you know, make sure you do it properly so you don't end up wanting to throw your laptop out the window or at your children or whatever. Um, you know, it's, it, it is better to actually just install it, you know, from scratch. So, but yeah, I just, I, I guess the point, what I was saying is that the people should just do the jump to 10. Um, honestly, it's really not difficult. You just jump on YouTube for watch a five minute video and it's not difficult to learn how to navigate, um, the operating system. It's, it's not that different. From the previous ones and it's not going to take you forever to figure out you know how to find your way around the machine so i personally actually like 10. um i've just had 
issues because I'm running an X39 platform and X39 is interesting on a good day. Like things just not working right just because it is. But when yeah. I went to 10, um, I had network issues, driver issues because it kind of forced updates for the drivers and whatnot. Right. And also business computers too. If yeah. you have a business or anything that requires software that is not mainstream, for example, medical, um, architectural, anything or like specialty software where it's like $8,000 for that copy of software, your sensor or whatever. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because a lot of these companies that make these software and hardware are still trying to keep people on XP. You do not know how many medical offices I've gone to where they're on XP and X and Y. They're like, well, the program doesn't work on 7. And I'm like, why don't you get a new program? They're like, it costs $8,000. I'm like, well, yeah. You, yeah, you really don't have a choice. You have to do that move. And the, the companies don't want to go to 10. You'll be surprised. I did find a few programs that actually work fine, but not all of them. And then when you have... I mean, actually, that's your livelihood, the program or the interaction or the networking or whatever, that's your livelihood. Don't yeah. switch to an operating system that is not fully and utterly tested. As much as you say, oh, it should work fine. I've seen it work fine on my friend's computer or on yes. the yes. other business or X, Y, and Z's computer. Don't do it unless you're absolutely 100% sure your stuff is going to work. Because when it doesn't, then you call people like me and I charge you $75 an hour. Yes. Let's walk in. So. <laughs> All right. Um, and now for the the last article we got here. It's about cameras and specifically the Panasonic Lumi, uh, Lumix G7. Uh, Rob, you wanted to say a few things about this one? Yeah. Well, I mean, thanks to you um, and your guidance, um, you know, somebody who, like myself, who is newly getting into photography and learning, um, I just wanted to take the time out to recommend this camera to anybody either starting out or even professionals, um, simply because the camera is really easy to use. It's very powerful. The video is amazing. Um, it does 1080p at 60 frames a second. And um, the footage that I have been able to get has looked incredible. So um, the camera was only $599. Um, so I've, I've had nothing but great experiences with it. And th that's really all I had to say about it. Um, if anyone, if anyone of you wanted to add to, uh, add to that or photography in general. Well, <clears throat> yeah, of course. Like, this is a great camera if you want to start out with mirrorless cameras, because there are yeah. a lot of people who don't really want to spend a whole bunch of money for a mirrorless camera because they love their DSLR, which way or whatever. But if considering how good this camera is. The price is amazing. Like, and I would, I would highly recommend it if you want to just get your first mirrorless and take it around and not have to worry about spending like a thousand plus dollars on a camera. Yeah. There's just so many features there that you could take advantage of. So. Yeah, I mean it's great. I love the. Um, I was messing around with the panoramic um, feature that it had. Very easy to use. I don't know how it is compared to other cameras, but um, you know, it, it's it has a motion. A motion sensor you just swing around and that's pretty much it and uh, i love the 4k feature uh, to record video in 4k and the output even in just 1080 is just amazing 
and uh, you can just get great shots right out the box. Like just, it's tremendous, really great. And yeah, I'm just gonna put a shameless plug. If you guys want to see more stuff with this camera, just go check out our YouTube page. The links are all gonna be there. <laughs> There you go. No, <laughs> and that's great because actually the footage is, um, you can see how clear the video is. And uh, even um, I ended up getting like a shotgun mic, but I, I did a few videos without the microphone and the sound quality is actually really good. Mm -hmm. And I had read that a lot of the mics, like the built-in mics on most cameras are kind of crap, but the sound was still pretty clear. Um, well, I mean, the, the shotgun mic is, is more for a shot when you're outside and you just want to capture your voice in a big crowd right. or a noisy city. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's what I'm talking about. Like when I went to Catterskill Falls, um, I wasn't using the mic and it still picked up my voice um, pretty well. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, cool, man. Yeah. So, I mean, um, pretty much all the articles we wanted to talk about is if anyone has anything else they want to add in. Nate, you're good? Yeah. Rob? Um, no, I think that's it for now. We'll do a separate one uh, on on retail <laughs> center. We're No, let's just say it. We're definitely making another one on micro center. <laughs> Clear your schedule. Yeah, okay. It's going to be like three hours. <laughs> and it's not that we uh, it's not the it, it's the company is partially responsible for poor decision making but then there's also the really serious issue of like management in the store and then the higher ups not really doing their job on managing the store like the the regional manager and, uh, we'll, we'll do it we'll HR. do we'll get to it rob i promise yeah, yeah. we're gonna do it yeah. right after this video we're gonna we're gonna do it <laughs> all right don't forget to check out our facebook page uh tgt the guys tech or youtube channel it's gonna be tgt you can search it up and we'll definitely have links provided for you guys and that's gonna be all from us thanks for joining all right, guys.